Welcome back to Appetite for Production, the world's most authoritative source for music tech news, conjecture and opinion. My name is James Russell, I am the Jackie Onassis of music technology. And I'm sat here with Tim Kent, the jacket potato of music <laughs> oh, technology. No. Look, hey, don't bring my potato looking face into this, bro, <laughs> all right? In this episode, we're going to be talking about a few things that have come out, but I think it's going to be mostly chat-centric, which you love, right? Yeah, chat time. I'm the chat man. It's a 90s music reference, James. Oh, I know. Sell in. (laughs) Let's do it. Ah, Tim, it's uh, <laughs> yes, it's a monumental day because I went to Tesco before I came here and I got us each a Kinder Egg. <gasps> I can't believe it, James. Give me that thing. Oh man, these are th- let's let's do a live opening because that's what the kids love. That is wicked. So Unboxing. hold this up to the microphone so people can see it more clearly. Yeah. So these are Despicable Me uh, Kinder Eggs. I've already gone started opening mine. Should we do them one after the other? Yeah, yeah. You you crack yours oh, first. Crack on. Oh, I like it. I am going to eat some of this chocolate because oh, I yeah. haven't eaten anything yet. You're going to have mm. quite a bit of foil all over the place. Mmm. Okay. Mmm. The Ursatz chocolate is multi. Oh my god, yes, it's a Minion. Mmm. Oh my god, it's got flippers. This is a di- Oh my god, mate, it's diving for a freaking clam. Look at that. <laughs> it's literally a pearl. No, <laughs> don't what was that, James? Oh my God! Look at the clamshell. That is too perfect, bro. It's amazing. This was a great idea. We got clams, free clams. Got, oh my God! Dive in for clams. Okay, what about mine? I really hope it's the same one. I bet it's going to be a subtractive synthesizer. Look at, look at you can plug its fucking. Oh God, sorry about my language. You can plug its snorkel into the. Oh no, maybe that's something else. Right, if mine is a minion playing a synth. Oh my God! Then we know that God has you know approved of what we're doing how do you open a kinder egg these days you put you push, it you put you push, it it's a pushing thing you put it in your mouth yeah and you it. inhale push yeah? it in your mouth swallow it exactly your stomach does all the work oh uh, it's some kind of oh it's a, it's a cowboy minion oh nice and uh it's got a wanted poster with it <gasps> it's wanted for five thousand bananas <laughs> and there's a pirate minion which is wanted for three thousand bananas oh which my is... god wicked Okay, that is really nice. Stick that cowboy hat in his head. He's got two bananas instead of guns. <laughs> Wicked. And he's got some little platform to uh, stand on. Mmm. What is it? Is it like he's going to get hanged or something? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's just uh, some kind of fast shooter, quick draw. What's is he, this? Is that a lasso? Uh, I don't know what that is. Is that a bear trap? Maybe, but Sorry, it only, only goes under here. Microphone. Okay, fair enough. Let's take a let's take photos of our little oh, minions yeah, and um, put them in the show notes. Yeah, I'm so glad you um, turned up before I could wash today, mates. Uh, <laughs> we... Wait, hold on. Hey, we need to move all of this shit. Let's do this Andrew Yang style. Nice. I'm gonna put that in the show notes for anyone who's weird enough to want to see our minions. <laughs> So, Tim, I've been doing quite a lot of work recently, and uh, a lot of interesting things have been worked on. Oh, really? And 
I'm going to tell you about a few of them. Yeah, go on. Do you remember last episode we were talking about uh, XO, the uh, spaced out drum machine? I do. And do you know what? I was castigating myself mentally the other night for not having tried it out properly yet. Ah, well, I got the uh, official review for a tank magazine. Oh, you cheeky little monkey. I, so tell me all about it. I just submitted that today. It is really good. Yeah, it looked good. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically just bottom line. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you have all your samples, well, all the factory library, which is like half a gigabyte, which is a lot when you come to drum samples. Like half a gigabyte of vocal samples might mean you've got, you know, a hundred samples. But with drum samples, they're like eighty k each. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Uh, so there's a load of them. Uh, they organize really well in that sort of color coded uh, spatial mm-hmm. nebula thingy. And there's there's a Stella load cartography. of cartography. Yeah, there's a load of ways to make everything easier as well. Like when you have a sample selected, like let's say you've got a snare selected, it will yeah, you can find similar samples by zooming in and selecting ones that are near it. But you zoom also, in, do you? You've also got a bar along the bottom with similar samples. Uh, you can sort of shortlist samples and say, okay, that was a good one, that's a bad one, that's a bad one, that's a good one. No, so it's like the Oscars. Yeah, you, you make yourself a shortlist. And, and then you uh, award a winner. Yeah, and it's all political. Yeah, oh yeah, he's like, you're going to go for the sample that's sold the most <laughs> copies, obviously, mate, yeah. Uh, yeah, the sequencing page was a bit dense for me. Like, I'm sure it can do a lot, but it was a bit hard. There's a learning curve to it, basically. I don't like sequencing in a separate program. I know that there is now a big fashion for doing stuff in other stuff. I like to keep it in the door, baby. But yeah, I mean, what's your take on it? Did the sequencing stuff look good? The sequencing, it was good. It's just, it takes a a while to get to grips with. Okay. I think you can pretty much do everything you want and you get little playgrounds for like messing with the beat, messing with the kit. Uh, playgrounds you can, yeah well sort of, i don't think i'm allowed near playgrounds well maybe. you like you're you're a you're a libtard and you like <laughs> i sure am you like your safe spaces and oh this is, god yeah these are safe spaces where you can freely mess around with uh different drum hits and without uh, offending anybody yeah basically. And if, without offending non-destructively I your assume. main selection so if you don't like what you've come up with you can just undo it sick and uh if you like what you've come out with you can apply certain drums or the whole thing it's like a hot swap one might say yeah the, the hot swapping is like you choose one and you go back to the nebula and look at stuff it's really good it's really cool uh it's fairly pricey at, oh how much is it again uh, it's 180 euro clams 180 it's not an impulse purchase is it it's not but like if you wanted to get a drum machine mm. and you wanted to spend that much on it this is probably your one. Yes. It's really good. Uh, you can also put your own samples into there. Mm-hmm. Confirmed. Uh, and the annoying thing is, though, you can't switch on which folders you want it to show. Like, you might want to, say, take away the factory bank and just yeah, leave, right, right. leave these four of my sample yes. folders. Can't do that yet. Oh, well, that's a bit annoying. I'm sure that wouldn't be that hard in a little point update or something. But yeah, XO. Great stuff. Yeah, I really need to check it out, actually, because that, that is the sort of thing that would slot nicely into my workflow. And I do have an absolute ton of samples, mate, as you know. So, yeah, that'd be really good. And it's really nice to have a bit of colour when you're making music. Yeah, I like colour. Everything, you know, everything doesn't have to be grey and orange, you know what I'm saying? The other thing I've been uh, doing, Attack Magazine also wanted me to do a review of the IK Multimedia Uno synth. 
Oh, okay. Now, you remember the Uno synth. I do, it yeah. It was the mega hyped up. It's the biggest launch in all history. Yeah, it, it was the synth that was going to change the reality of uh, music forever. Yeah, wicked. Um, and obviously it didn't, but it is pretty good. Oh, okay. oh, you've actually, you've, what, you've received a unit? I, re- I received the unit, <laughs> I played with my unit. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I thoroughly experimented with my unit. What does your unit sound like? It sounds really good, and that's the point. Like, it, it is an analogue monosynth in a very small package mm. for 150 clam sterling. That's pretty good. Good value for a nice sounding monosynth, mate. Yeah. Um, Hang on. Look, okay, look. Okay. How many... Because I can't remember all the details of all these different synths the whole time, mate. What is the oscillator situation? Do you Can, can you detune two oscillators of different shapes? That's what I want to know. <clears throat> yes, you can. Oh! And when, right. you, when you start detuning it, you go for, to a certain amount of sense and... As you push the knob further, it turns into semitones. Oh, okay. So you can use the same knob to slightly detune or crank it and uh, do different notes. But can you then say you want to like tune it up seven semitones? Can you then put a few more cents on top of that, or is it just no? Oh, <clears throat> annoying. I mean, it probably doesn't matter, but still hey, a bit irritating. You got to draw the line somewhere for 150 pounds. Um, That's fair enough. My main criticism. Uh, strangely, it wasn't the keys. You know how it doesn't have keys, it just has little touch zones? Yeah. They were actually quite good. I didn't mind those. Oh, really? Uh, they were fairly acceptable. Like, you know, I, I usually make a point of wanting actual keys, mm. but I, I'm i okay with it as it is. My main criticism of it, actually, was that you have these four knobs on the left, which are not endless rotary encoders, but you have buttons to change what those knobs do. Oh. So if you select the wave, those four knobs control the wave. You're saying it's not knob per function, is that what's happening? It's not knob per function, but that would crank up the price. Yeah. If you're in wave mode, they control what the oscillators do. If you're in env mode, they control the envelopes. If you're in filter mode, they those same four knobs control the filters. Mm. But because they're not endless rotary encoders, as soon as you move one of them... You're at a completely oh, different setting. Yeah. It's not tweaking, and that's annoying, and it shouldn't have been that hard to put an endless rotary well, on Does there. it not have like a sort of pickup mode where it only changes it once you've gone back to the original position and moved it from there, basically? I don't believe it does. Oh, God. Uh, it, was an, it was the annoying part of it. I mean, it doesn't detract from it that much because you can always find where it was, but it would have been nice to have that. What kind of sounds do you like to make with it? Um, I use the arpeggiator a hell of a lot. Oh, yeah. And uh, the keyboard's got a hold mode, so you can just sh- slam a few keys down and take your hands away and start tweaking oh, other knobs. Oh, sick, yeah, man. Which is really good. The, yeah. the arpeggiator's got a direction control, which actually means that it will go up a few octaves, mm-hmm. as many as you want. Like, you can set it up to four, I think. Additive, positive only. Let's say you play a major chord... It will play that major chord and it will play the same major chord up an octave, the same major chord up mm. an octave again and come back down again. Yeah. Uh, that was really good. But yeah, it's, it's... Will it play backwards and forwards, the arpeggiator? Uh, yeah, well, it'll, it'll play up and down. And oh, it'll okay. It'll play okay. random. It'll play a, a bunch of... It'll play as played. But oh, okay. okay. Oh, that's fair enough. But yeah, once you get once you get going with it, it's really fun and it's really cool. 
obviously, it's not going to change the way we uh, think about synths, but it might change the way we uh, think about the price of an yeah. analog mono synth. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. Yeah, I mean, just from the fact that you've got more than one oscillator guaning there, that to me makes it instantly more interesting than whatever that um, <coughs> Behringer one was, the cheapy Behringer Nano, was it, or something? Uh, I can't remember now. There's just too many synths, mate. Yeah, there was that Arturia one the Arturia with the stylophone-style well, yeah. keyboard and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I was happy with it. Uh, I mean, I still wouldn't incorporate it into my setup because... It's a fact oh, to use hardware. What's the point of anything, mate? Oh, God. But to play with it was great. Uh, I think it's a good synth. It's There are loads more things you can do with it as well. There's like, like an editor software. Oh, that's pretty nice. Ain't nobody got time for that. Oh, mm, I don't know, man. I don't mind. I, I like it that there's editor software available. Mm. I, I find that cool. That's fair enough. I mean, you can put MIDI into it. So you I should can, hope so. You can technically control it from your computer. Use it as an external instrument in live. Yeah, or... You can sort of daisy chain uh, audio in as well. Mm-hmm. So it will combine it with things. It's... Oh, you can like filter the audio input, basically. I don't think you can filter the audio oh. input. I think it comes in after the filter. It's not like for an So effect. what on earth do you do with it then? Well, it's just if you want one output. Oh, so you output, could have... A... Oh, okay, okay, okay. You okay. could have the output from the Uno synth and put another thing in to the Uno synth. Oh, that's so pretty you nice yeah, it, it's decent. It's very decent. And for 150 clam sterling, nobody's complaining about that. No, I mean, yeah, it sounds all right, man. But yeah, those are two reviews that I did recently. That's been good. I'm supposed to be doing Valhalla Delay as well. Oh, nice. But Sean Costello is not very contactable. Is he the Valhalla guy? Yeah. Oh, so uh, still waiting for my classic tape sounds, man. Yeah, I don't have any Valhalla NFLs and I really want some, man. We need to track this guy down. Mm. We need to get a Valhalla. We need to die in combat. Like ah. the, that's how the Klingon religion works, right? I, I, I think it's highly likely that if you and I were in combat, we would both die quite immediately. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've played my fair share of video games, but I don't know how transferable those skills are to the like real-life uh, war zone. I mean, only if you're piloting a drone. Oh, well, in that case, it might be all right. Well, I tell you what, mates, I'm going to jump in with my own synth-related story now. Are you ready for that? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I you're am. Not, I'm telling you, you're not ready. Okay. Okay, here it is. Um, I've been doing it. So, full disclosure, I've been doing a little bit of work for NI recently. So, you may as well consider this whole thing a giant advert. Um, you I fucking whore. I know. I know. Oh, God. I wish. Um, no. Uh, I have been playing with their new synth, which you will be aware of because it's uh, it, the announcement dropped yesterday. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's uh, Super Betamax. No, it's called Super Eight. And funnily enough, the copy they gave me had a beta um, graphic <laughs> on the thing, so that really would have made a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but no. This is, and have you watched the Ruben Cornell video? I have, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as he points out, it is NI's first polysynth since the discontinued Pro 53. I, I, I heard that and I thought, really? That can't be right, can but it? Now that I'm thinking back, like, I mean, Monarch is a monosynth. Monosynth. Razor's a freaking additive synth, technically. Okay, but it can do polyphonic stuff, right? Well, yeah, sure, but it's not. 
you would call it and they so call it an additive this synth. is like a polyphonic subtractive synth basically yeah virtual okay. analog yeah all the way. i mean they've done a lot of synths but they've been straying into crazy territory and doing inspirational cool unusual things so i, I can believe it but it feels wrong doesn't it well yeah like here's the thing i'm all for all that cool inspirational weird stuff but sometimes you just want your bread and butter shit. Do you know True. what I'm saying? Bro? Yeah, they, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty basic when it comes down to it. I mean, pr- have you used Prism? Yes. It's pretty cool, right? It's good. It's good. I mean, it's got a hell of a lot of controls. It's intimidating. Yeah, man. It is intimidating. And I've done tutorials on that thing or whatever. Mm. And it's powerful and stuff and everything. But I don't know if it really fits with my, uh, the sort of sounds I want to make. And also my workflow of just desperately trying to do things as quickly as possible. You do have a very desperate workflow. Everything about me reeks of desperation, mate. Um, but luckily, Super 8 actually pretty good i reckon man hmm. it's um it sounds real nice so what's the setup what's what's with the eight what's that for oh god i don't know basically well you've got two oscillators and each of them have like four different like waveforms that you can like turn up and down the volume level of like sort of juno style okay. i saw some, maybe it's a reference to that saw some pulse widthy stuff going on and yeah i mean it's already a standard fair i mean it's kind of juno-y there's a there's a few bits and bobs in there to sort of keep it interesting and everything the filter sounds really fat you've got a bit of fm stuff you've like there's a character control on the filter which makes stuff sound good it's basically just like a really good sounding synth and there's some really good presets in there as well and it's a reactor instrument isn't it yes that's the downside it's a reactor instrument but <laughs> on the po- that's what everyone was like yeah that's the downside it's a fucking reactor instrument i know the thing is it does sound really nice and like to be honest i usually can't be bothered with a lot of react stuff i think i'm going to be using this quite a lot i, I reckon i can now be bothered with reactor stuff now that i use complete control a lot oh okay that's okay. the one thing that complete control has sort of made a bit more acceptable it's like if you got it right. it doesn't matter if it's a context instrument it's a plug-in and it's a reactor instrument you pull it up and it all looks the same mm. so you know they've always had this problem with oh we're gonna make a we're gonna make a plugin and it's in this reactor format or this contact mm. format and therefore you won't see it in your plugins list. Yeah, man. You'll have to bring up contact and you'll forget all the stuff you have. You have yeah, to bring up reactor. Yeah. You have no idea if you ever install reinstall your whole well, computer system. You 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 forget about it. I don't know. Okay, I've got a like. I know I'm shitting for native instruments here, right? But I think the fact that there's like a players panel in reactor that shows you all of your kind of like your sort of big instruments in it uh-huh. and also i think native access does a decent job of telling you what you've got yeah it does but you don't browse through it all the time no I mean, mm. you you don't scroll through your plugins list looking for a synth no, I don't. and go for reactor in order to browse more no but complete control has made that a bit better because okay. that's what i use quite a lot when i because it's good for auditioning synth sounds basically it means you can audition a bunch of them. And you've got third-party stuff in uh, re- in Complete Control as well. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of the shell problem is slightly solved. The by shell problem, a.k.a. the clam problem. Another shell, mm. which is like every shell that they have otherwise. Mm. Which is a strange situation, and I prefer they're all plugins. Like, I've said this before, even if like you get a reactor instrument... And it, you could have like a VST shortcut to yeah, it, yeah, 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 which yeah, actually yeah, loads yeah. Reactor, but it's called like Rounds or something. Yeah. So, oh, okay, oh yeah, I've got Rounds. It's a Reactor instrument, but it's here in my plugins list. 
Yeah. I'll load it. It'll load reactor with rounds in it. That can't be that much to ask, can it? Probably no, is. I, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's something that NI have discussed amongst themselves. I mean, they do they do really seem seem like really sort of like committed to this complete control thing. Yeah, and you can see why it is good, but it forces you to invest in the hardware. You um, can use it without the hardware, though. Can you? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But still, it's better with the hardware. Am I right? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so was what? What else did you learn about Super 8? What what else do you like about it? Uh, it just sounds really nice. Um, but what I was going to say was... So, in fact, I'm going to look up the, the, the clam cost now. Okay. Super 8 clams. I'm typing into Google now. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of letters that you could type <laughs> the word clams. Um, oh, God. Hang on. Bear with me, guys. Oh, ooh. Ooh. how many clams is this, James? It is 69 clams. <laughs> US clams, sex number. Um, that's pretty good, actually. That is good. I thought it was going to be 89 clams. I, I would call it 88 clams. Super 8. Oh, my God. Oh, mate. And it's the Chinese lucky number as well. You're winning on so many fronts. Um, I was thinking this is going to be 89 clamos, and I was going to say, hey, James, if uh, freaking Uno is like only just like... 70 quid more than that. No, 60 quid more than that. Mm. It's crazy not to just like go hardware. But for 69 euro clams. Yeah, that's not crazy. It's not crazy. And I think even though it's not really reinventing the wheel, I think just purely quality wise, I think it's worth having a go off. And there's a demo version. So yeah. Nice. But a Super 8 Magic. Mm hmm. So. Another thing I did over the last two weeks, mm. I got an interview for Music Radar. Guess who with? Okay. Uh, Let's play 20 questions. Okay. Um, are there, do they make uh, a product? Yes. Do they make a synth? No. Do they make a drum machine? No. Oh, in a way. It's not a drum machine. Do they make a drum? Drum samples is okay. one of the We're things. We're really going far from the yes Drum no samples thing, is one of the things that this person does. But oh, more recently... Not the Vengeance dudes, not no, Manuel Slice. No, no. Drum samples. But also effects. Do you know what? I'm totally stumped. Give me a clue. Uh, subscriptions. Subscriptions? Someone to do with Splice? Another clue? Yeah. Bomber. Bomber? Bomber. Mate, I'm totally lost. Uh, rack. Rack? <laughs> what? Someone who bombed Iraq. Oh, God. Um, Bush. <laughs> You've got an interview with Kate Bush. I got an interview with Stephen Slate. <gasps> Slate, the Slate Meister. Old Slatey from Slate Digital. Oh, my God. Does he make drum samples? Well, he got his start doing uh, Stephen Slate drums, which was uh, a collection of drum samples, which he hawked to uh, to uh, all the studios he could. Oh, my God. I did, do you know what? You've shown me up on my music technology. Ah. That's, that's, a, that's a bit of a coup. Tell me about Slate. Yeah. Uh, so, Slate Digital, makers of Virtual Mix Rack. Uh, which I use myself. Yeah, Virtual uh, Bus Compressors. Mm -hmm. You wait virtual, for ages and then three virtual buses come along once, carry yeah, on. Virtual mic system, virtual studio, whatever. 
And um, he does all his uh, software on subscription, right? Yeah. And so that was one of the things we talked about. Oh, interesting. Now, you and I... It's it's no uh, it's no secret that you and I don't really approve of subscription software most mm. of the time. Mm. Rent to own, we can get with that. Yes, yes. I think most of the world can get with rent to own. We've uh, got to take back the means of production, James. Yeah, straight no pay, no pro tools is uh, is what we're generally against. Mm. So, mm. Mr. Slate. Let me see if I can just bring up the actual interview. No, you're just going to read. This is like a reading. <laughs> <laughs> I was... Oh, God. No, I can't do it. <laughs> it's not going to be your furry fan fiction, is it, Means? So he reckons, right? I mean, he does He does the Slate Everything bundle for 15 clams a month, and you get all his plugins. That's actually pretty reasonable compared and, to some stuff. Yeah, no one can deny that that's a pretty good deal. And his stuff is top-notch, I think it's fair to say. But he says, uh, and I quote here, I think that more companies are going to end up going on subscriptions... No. And the ones that don't will have lots of trouble. They'll have to sell their software very cheap, even cheaper than $29. (coughs) Wait. (laughs) They're going to have to really bring down the barrier to entry. Yes, good. Um, I I don't think that's going to happen. No. Like, you can... He he was talking a lot about Netflix, because he was one of the first to market with, like, a subscription deal. Mm. And it was basically inspired by Netflix, which is, which is great and everything. But I just... What I said to him is, when you have a subscription for plugins, you're not just competing with the other plugin companies. You're competing with... Netflix, Amazon Prime, you're competing with my electric company and my landlord and all that. Like Mm. it's, it's, it's not just, it's not that simple. And there's only so many subscriptions anyone can have. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess he's, a lot of these guys probably looking at it. It's like, I mean, we'd probably class ourselves as, you know, prosumers in that um, we're not making like an absolute ton of money or whatever so that we can just like have as many subscriptions as we want or whatever we we have to balance that mm. with you know being poorly remunerated journos do you know what i'm saying mm. whereas i guess a lot of his customers would be people in studios but you've got to think that the the, the vast majority of people are going to be people who are in you know situations like ourselves do you know what i mean uh, i don't know that's the thing like uh, is i assume the vast majority is like shall we say, plug-in consumers where bedroom producers and people who are either amateurs or semi-pro, but yeah, the actual studios, they got plenty of money. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't, but, you know, well, in theory they do. squid is a drop in the ocean compared to the other <laughs> stuff that yeah, they have to worry if about. If that's as an operation cost compared to buying a plug-in for £300, buying another plug-in for £300, mm. you know, I see your point, but I just, I just don't agree that this is the way everything's going to go, and that's all it's going to be. Because mm-hmm. I've been having um, discussions with a lot of people recently about this, a lot of developers, and like, yeah, everyone's got a version of it, and some people still have a version of it where you literally pay every year, and you choose to pay that year to upgrade, mm. or you choose not to pay that year to upgrade. You mm. know, it's, it's, it's. A bit like it used to be, basically. Mm-hmm. I just, I just don't see. There's too much hate for subscriptions. You know, the only people, the only thing people hate worse than subscription is iLock, and 
I yeah. don't know, man. I hate iLock. I use it. I hate subscriptions. I've excuse me. I use them. Do you know what I mean? It's true. It's true. But I, I can't see every company coming down to doing this. I really hope not, man. It, it also raises the point: like, what if you start a new company and you don't have a subscription deal because you've only got one product? Mm. Are you really going to have to sell that product for twenty clams? And then get another product, sell it for 20 clams, get another product, sell it for 20 clams until you can finally do your subscription bundle. Okay, here's, here's, here's my thoughts, James. Are you ready for a hypothetical scenario? I'm not willing to answer a hypothetical scenario. Okay, that's very sensible. The year is 2069. The world is in the grip of a new ice age and ecological terrorism, okay? But everyone is like bundling their subscriptions together. So say you pay 20 quid a month, you get Ableton Live, you get Fab Filter, you get Sound Toys, you get, say, uh, uh, re. Um, you get, say, this extra- is quality content. Sorry, you get, say, extra records as well. <laughs> okay. Um, and then and then you can say, okay, I'm paying my 20 quid a month. It's a bit like Adobe Cloud, but I've got everything that I need. Mm. Is that a more palatable <clears throat> solution? Slightly. That's one of the things I said to him. Like, you're competing with mm-hmm. all the things that go out in my bank account. And he said, well, yeah, we our aim is to provide all your audio needs. Oh, wow. Okay. <clears throat> so, Which is why recently they've started partnering with companies. And if you're paying the Slate subscription... Oh, it seems like my little scenario is already happening. Yeah, I'm a genius. It's not even 2069. <laughs> it isn't, unfortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's 50 years in the future. There's no other reason I chose that number. <laughs> so Netflix want to do all your entertainment. Amazon want to do all your shopping. Mm. And Slate Digital wants to do all your audio. Yeah, okay. You know? If you want a Valhalla plugin, maybe they'll want to distribute that. Mm. You know, they want to be the first with that. But I don't think it's going to happen. I just I I can't see that being where we're at at twenty sixty nine. I think some things will work like that, but I think there will still be a market for buying something and owning it forever. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can be in that world and you can convince yourself that it's just going to be subscriptions from here on out forever. I don't want it to be subscriptions, James, but I'm a realist. <clears throat> yeah, you think it's just going to be? Uh, you think we're just going to be uh, bleeding ourselves through the nose forever? Look, here's a vision of the future. Imagine. A, a direct debit stamping on the human face forever. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. And then we'll get insurance for all our subscriptions. Oh my God. It would be like Discworld or something. So, okay, you're carrying your eye lock around your uh, neck on a chain. And the police can stop you and ask they you to see They can scan your eye. Exactly. Yeah. If you lose or damage your eye lock, you die in real life. That's how it works. I can see that being what happens. I don't want that to happen. No, but nothing you want is ever going to happen, James. Yay! <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was one of the, the key points. Like, he reckons subscriptions are going to dominate. Obviously, he's got a horse in that race. Yeah. He does subscriptions, and he wants that to be the one that wins because he got there quite early. Uh, this but, is a mixed metaphor that I am not keeping up with. Carry on. You, you can also look at all the other big companies who aren't doing this, like Waves. You know what their model is. Well, they have, yeah, they have their upgrade model. I Native guess. Instruments going for the sort of hardware 
it's not a subscription, but it is a massive bundle. Yeah. And if you run it using the hardware, then you get even more perks. Mm. Um, but then you look at Universal Audio, who we also talked about because they're big competitors. They sort of chose at some point, okay, we're going to do what Pro Tools used to do with the M-Boxes, and we're going to tether our software mm. to hardware. So you have to buy our hardware to be able to use our software. Therefore, there's less piracy. Mm-hmm. Yar. And uh, it, that was probably the wrong choice. You reckon? Yeah. I mean, they got a good reputation and everything. People but love Universal Audio, man. You can only run like four of their plugins in one of their processors. That is pretty dumb, seeing as computers are ultra-powerful these days. Man. Exactly. Um, which is why it's just not really feasible. Okay, scratch that. that that's why they're going wrong. Mm. Uh, that's why it was the wrong whore to back. So hindsight can tell us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was an interesting one, but uh, you can imagine that that's going to happen and I'm saying I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. That's fair enough. It will be harder for new companies to get started. And that's that's generally how the world works, isn't it? That's the trajectory we're usually on. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, let's make it really hard for people to start doing something. So the people who are already in there have uh, lobbied to make that happen. I'm going to disrupt this conversation, James, by bringing up the name of someone we talked about last time. Air Windows. Uh, yeah, okay. He's got a good model. He's got a decent model as long as he's making enough money from it. Yes. Do you reckon he is? Uh, judging from what I've seen, he's making some, but not enough to quit the day job. Oh, well, that's not cool. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he can quit the day job. Let's see how many patrons he's got. He is getting 13... 1366 American clams a month. It's good. That's not good for what he's doing. For what he's doing. He's no. making like cutting edge software, bruv. He's, um, I think he was going to, every 800 he gets per month, he's going to convert one plugin a month to VST. Okay. And so when that figure reaches 1,600, he's going to do two a month converted to VST. Okay. It's not necessarily sustainable. He's got to make a lot of more new stuff. Mm. Um, but, you know, like I say, not enough to quit the day job. But That's BS, baby. Time will go by and that figure should rise. Mm. You know? Well, it's not what he deserves. God damn it. So, you know, he's, he's got his own model. And um, what about us, Tim? What about us, mate? What's our model going to be? <laughs> My model is going to be absolutely desperately trying to get money from absolutely any way that I can. Nothing will be off limits. So I think I think it's time to say, to make a little announcement to our people here. Oh, God, okay. It's not a massive announcement, but I want to, I just, we did something good these last two weeks, and I want to tell you, uh, we declined advertising money i think we should take any money anyone wants to give us no we're making a principled stand (laughs) i don't want to make a principled stand bruv my overdraft is rank yeah but still we have some integrity or at least i have some integrity no so you should have taken the money idiot a couple of weeks ago i declined advertising money from who 
I, we are definitely not going to talk about who it's from. No, surely. we're not going to talk about the company, but what do they make? No, I don't. I feel like we, this is uh, inappropriate to talk about the, what they make. I feel that's bad. Okay, basically, they make something that we would, you know, if you heard it, we would not like it. I don't think that matters. I, I, I think I think unless I had like a really strong like ethical opposition, like if it was like landmines or whatever, yeah, I wouldn't be up for it. I think anything up to and including landmines. No, not including landmines. <laughs> no, look, stop trying to make me advertise landmines. God damn it, they hurt people. It wasn't landmines, but it was a. Uh... It was. It was. But let's just say it was landmines. Okay. Okay. It was a landmine manufacturer of of the music tech world yeah and we declined these people um and yeah i think do you it, feel good about yourself now i mean mate? we could have we could have done a dick move of like i could be doing paid doing, work right now mate. we could have done the dick move of doing like a sarcastic oh it ad. would have been hilarious be like, huh? oh i love this product it, go no, and listen oh. to episode to see how i really love this product right guys oh my god it would have been so amazing dudes i know it would have been ironic <laughs> But I don't want to take blood money. Okay, it's, it's, look, it's not blood money. Okay, it's not blood money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take money for a product that I, I just know. You are too principled to operate in the capitalist world, bruv. Do you know what I'm saying? So maybe one day we're probably going to do some kind of Patreon at some point. Uh, in the next few months. Good so, luck with that, mate. Yeah, good luck to us with that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, lend us a hand, otherwise we're just going to stop doing these things. Um, I mean, we didn't do these things for the money. We I, don't do this podcast for the money. Well, I am definitely not here right now for the love. <laughs> we, should, we should definitely take or any and all money. And you know, I'm a big commie, baby. So if, I, if I'm if i saying that, then you know it must be true. You're a big commie, but you're also a big hoe. Oh God, As we've discussed. Like, the thing is, I figure, okay, look, if I'm going to be forced to operate in this capitalist system, I may as well just sleaze it all the way up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, bottom line, Patreon experiment coming soonish. Oh, God, that is going to be a failed experiment. <laughs> it's mate. on the roadmap, so you can all ignore our Patreon. We're going to make air windows look like Trump, mate. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Did you see last week, Arturia? Have they brought out um, a new version of their suite? Is this you're talking yes, about? Yes, this is the V Collection version 7. V Collection. Have, <laughs> uh, have you seen it? <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't, like, none of it immediately jumped out as stuff that I recognised or whatever. Wasn't though. it? Didn't it? No? No? What should I, okay, run, run. I, I'm pretty sure you would be, uh, <gasps> you'd be happy about it. What? Hang on. Don't 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 look it up because I want to tell you. I want it to, oh, okay, I want it to come from me. So first of all, the one you probably wouldn't like that much, uh, Synthy V. Now what is this? EMS doesn't mean much to me, buddy. EMS Synthy A. Nah, nah. You know nah, how nah. you have VCS three from Zell's Lab? Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. Old briefcase. Uh, oh okay. Oh okay, okay, okay. And it's got like you can play battleships on it. Yeah. Yeah, wicked. It's I know what you're talking about. Modulator matrix with pins. Yeah. Uh, Mellotron V. Yes. Okay. That's cool. I I do and love that's the music. Nice, uh, yeah. 
That feels like that should have already existed. Yeah, you would have thought so. But yeah, uh, nice Mellotron V. I love the sound of the Mellotron, man. Who doesn't, mate? It's uh, You see, it's that fanta- fascinating interface between the organic and the artificial. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, you know, it tickles people's ears. Do you know what I'm saying? And the third one, CZV. What? Oh, it's like a uh, phase distortion, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, CZ one hundred and one. Oh, buddy, did you not realize? No, mate. I ah. I like. I've been very stressed recently, mate. I clearly did not use my left and right brain on this email. Do you want to check out the videos? Hell yeah! Go to emusician.com. Oh, on the right, you'll see a story by me. Oh, really? What is emusician.com? It's Electronic Musician. Oh, they've got their own website, do they? So, Mellotron what V. The, how, do, how do I not know about this? Yeah. Bit of Mellotron V riffing on Strawberry Fields here. Mm-hmm. They've got a Beatles record in there just <laughs> hit you on the, right over the head with it. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Oh. Classic tones. Mellow tones of the Mellotron. Oh, but what's happening? Yeah, I know what a Mellotron is, bro. Do you know, I can't take it full screen. It's too much. <laughs> Drop uh, your own samples in there. Oh, wow. And uh, sort of tapeify them. Wow, okay. Some effects. That's pretty cool. Integrated tutorials, they're going to put us out of business, bro. <laughs> Uh, 60 presets. That's not that much. But no, I but guess. For a Mellotron. For a Mellotron. Like, how many sounds do you get on one Mellotron? Yeah. You have to reload the tapes, I guess. Not so you know, they're still making the Mellotron. Really? Like like modern versions of it. It de- definitely hasn't been technologically outdated. <laughs> should, we, should we get onto the CZ? Hell yeah. Let's have a look at this bad boy, man. See, I put all the videos in here. It's very good. This is nice. Good craft. Phase distorting enough for you? I want more phase distortion. Is everything coming out of the CZ here? Because I like that bass. Uh, that might, I mean, they've got a sort of, what is that, an 808? Yeah. In the corner. I don't know if that's playing live. Well, no, that just... won't be making those bassy noises. Well, they, they're attempting some Hoover action with it there. Easy that's not how program. I would have programmed the patch, but never mind. Seems uh, far more powerful than an original CZ101. Yes, sick. And the effects are back. Integrated tutorials. Oh, God damn it, we need to smash up those printing presses, mate. <laughs> 450 presets, which oh, is Oh, that's a good. Lot that's more. good. I suppose it's forgivable when you have a Mellotron to only have 60 presets. Wow, wow. We've got wow. a bit of Reese action going. Pretty good. Okay. I think I've seen enough of this. Okay. Scroll yeah, down. No, MCing has started to happen, so let's move swiftly on. To the Synthy V. They've actually got battleships on there, mates. Oh, they and have. And I said battleships! Aren't you a fucking genius? I, I should totally work in marketing, man. Oh, yeah. VCS3. Bit of a ring classic. modulation. 
Oh, but a bit of Pink Floyd for you, mate. How yeah. do you like that? On the run. <laughs> it pretty much got that that tone there. Yeah. It's getting faster though. Too Ooh. fast. Oh God. Trippy. Yeah, speed those LFOs up and stuff. Come on. Oh, it's got some vector stuff going on. New powerful modulation capabilities. In programming. Okay, I think we get the idea of this. Again, a large selection of effects and oh. integrated tutorials. Yeah, yeah, okay, I've, I've seen enough of Put this. Put your yellow too. vest on, we're on strike. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> Are we the French yellow vest or are we like the racist English ones? I don't know, I think we might, I think I'm Max Mosley and okay. oh, you're Hitler. Okay, <laughs> but I love it when I get compared to Hitler. That's Hang great. on, oh, no, I'm Mussolini in this because I want to <laughs> keep doing the tutorials yeah. In an isolationist manner. Yeah, blood alone turns the wheels of history, James. That's what you got to remember. Yeah, and plugins. Oh, God, yeah. Plugins alone turn the wheel of history. Um, yeah, so what are you saying about uh, about these new additions? Uh, I, I like them. I, it's always nice to see... It's a, it's a strange event when Arturia adds stuff to the V collection. Well, look, I've highlighted one of your own sentences here, and I'm going to throw it back in your face. Now, what does this say? Can you see it? So V Collection 7 is available now at 399 euro clam with update pricing seemingly 299 euro clam. Now, what are we saying with that price difference? People bro? were pissed <laughs> off in the KVR forum. They were they were not happy. Now it seems like the set standard update price for this. Yeah. So new you buy 399 Update price two nine nine, but mm. apparently people have been getting like tailored offers. I don't know if that's oh, okay. as soon as people started complaining, but like I heard someone say one nine nine. I think I heard someone say ninety nine. Oh, now that sounds a lot more reasonable. <laughs> so I can't, I can't really guarantee an update price here, and but that does sound a lot more reasonable if it's that two nine nine is a lot though, considering you're getting basically three things. Yeah, like why would you bother updating? There, there, there's also Analog Lab four. Uh, in this, and uh, the Hammond B3 emulation is at version 2, but okay. we're not going to talk about those things. Um, yeah, quite a hefty update price, if that is the update price. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really like the the annual sort of, hey, the V collection has been updated, I wonder what they've done, you know? It's like, what could it be next time that they don't already have? Mm. Uh, what What would you want them to do? Well, you know me, I'm a basic bitch. I just love my uh, Korg and Roland stuff, really. Okay. So, I mean, that's... I think Archery usually go for the, like, properly endorsed thing, don't they? It's like, yeah. please, can we emulate your thing? Yeah. Um, it's... Moog Rogue. Right. That would that would be nice. Last last year's what they did the Buchla music easel, didn't they? That was a surprise, but good. Uh, they did the Fairlight as well last year. I think last year's was pretty uh, cool. Yeah, no, I like the Fairlight. I like that stuff, man. Um, I, okay, here's what I want, bruv. I, I wouldn't. I want see emu them. stuff, man. Uh, I want okay. like Proteus. I want a Proteus two thousand. <clears throat> Sweet, buddy. How about that? That would be good. I want my vintage keys and my orbits. I can't see them doing Roland because of Roland Cloud, and I can't see them doing Korg because of Korg Gadget. Yeah, which man, is a it shame. It annoys me how Korg Gadget has taken over from like the Legacy Collection stuff, man. Uh, have you got it on the Switch? 
Can you get it on Switch? Yeah. That's crazy. I don't have it on Switch. Cray cray. That is cray cray. I just, mate, I'm a mouse and keyboard warrior, bruv. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like myself. I'm old school. I want it just all in a computer. And what else have they got? They've got the uh, DX7. They've got uh, Mini Moog, mm. CS80. They've got they've got the big ass things. They've got the Profit V, Jupiter 8V. Mm. But I'm sure by the time we get to next year, it'll be like, oh, that's a great idea. What's a great idea? Whatever they come up with. <laughs> well, we'll see. We can look back on it and think about what we were thinking now. Yeah, we should do that. Maybe a Wasp V. You know, Wasp's getting yeah. a bit more uh, coverage recently. Yes, I saw somebody had a modular set up the other day and they had a Wasp filter uh, in yeah. it. Yeah, I think there's like an official uh, Wasp modular thingy or something. It looked it looked fairly legit, yeah. Um, they've got the Selena V. Mm-hmm. SEMV. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's plenty more depths to plumb though for the V collection. Anything anything you particularly want to predict is coming next oh, year? God knows, mate. Some, it'll be some like the easel, some fancy thing that I don't even know about. <laughs> that is what it'll be for sure. They've also brought out the Synthopedia. Uh, which uh, what the f is that? Sounds like some kind of molestation synth, but it's actually <laughs> a collection of eight hundred brand new modern sounds created for legacy V collection instruments. Oh, okay. So it's like I guess it's classic sounds. What you know, synthopedia. Like I like classic sounds. Encyclopedia of classic. Is uh, that part tunes. of the new update thing? Yeah. Oh well, I'm oh, gonna need to blag a freaking NFR, aren't I, bro? So, speaking of classic stuff, did you see that Yamaha had floated the idea Mm. of bringing back the CS80? Yeah. So, they made some kind of, like, what, some kind of survey, basically? Yeah, they just asked people what they thought. Yeah, what do you think? Obviously, people are going to say, yeah, they want that, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. So, What's the effing point, guys? Come on. I think they also said, like, what would you want us to do to update it a really really cheap crappy uh virtual analog that's what they want make it uh less heavy yeah uh make it do all the same stuff but make it not cost a hundred thousand pounds <laughs> um so they did that they thought hey let's let's uh float the idea bringing back the cs80 see what people think generate mm. a bit of buzz then a few days later guess what happened what happens Mr. Berenger, <gasps> Uli Berenger, what? Posts a photo on their Facebook, uh, saying, "This is very important, James. I want you to saying, relay this information accurately." Uh, saying, "I've been thinking about this, and it's a photo of the CS80 serial number mm. on the back of their CS80. They've got one." And they seem to be thinking about, quote, making it. Is this just trolling? Here's the thing. Like, it could be. Mm. Because if I was Yamaha and Behringer suddenly trumped my announcement by saying, Mm. hey, 
we're thinking of doing it, then I'd be like, oh, fuck's sake. Okay, I can't sell a $3,000 version. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would just, I would just be so disappointed mm. that they said they were going to do that. It is patented and everything, but... Uh, oh, but look, there's uh, Deckard's dream, bruv. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? It doesn't seem like that doing what's essentially a copy is a problem. And maybe that's what Yamaha saw, and they were like, maybe we should do the legit thing. Possibly. Maybe, I don't know. It's, it feels really, uh, feels really trolly and it feels really, oh, I, they must be so disappointed though. Who, Yamaha? Yeah, like they hey, haven't. But they can still, they can still do their thing or whatever. They haven't put like, it seems load of research and development into this. Now this is the thing. They have, they've done a misstep in terms of PR because like, Beringer are poised to pounce at anything. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? They've, yeah. got the, they've got that like financial and like manufacturing sort of like muscle or whatever. Do you know True. what I'm saying? It's like don't exactly. F with Beringer. Yeah, exactly. So this if, is their game now. If you start uh, putting feelers out, they'll just beat you to it. Yeah. If you get secret about it and suddenly mm. bring something out, they won't be able to get there so fast. Yeah. But maybe they would have done it anyway. Well, this is this is the thing. I think it's t- now is the time for word for action, not words. If you're a synth uh, manufacturer, mm. so what would you recommend to Yamaha? I don't know, man. How much do people care about the 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 official Yamaha badge on their CS80 copy? Do you know what I mean? Well, if it's uh, less than a hundred grand, not much. It's like yeah, it's like. Uh, how much more is the legit one going to cost? I mean, Beringer might not do it. It sounds like it'd be loads of hassle. Like, because the thing is, Beringer do stuff that is cheap and cheerful. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how how um, realistic it would be to make a cheap and cheerful CS80. Mm. Well, I mean, you can make a decent emulation of it, right? Yeah, I know, but that's digital, baby. It's a completely different ball game than having to have literally all the. Uh, all the analog parts in there. And that's why, you know, it's like, it's a whole cost size weight issue. You know what I'm saying? Well, if anyone can do it, they can do it, right? Um, Yeah. So... I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past them. It's just, uh, it's it's a bit of a bully move, don't you think? Um, I am not a fan of Beringer's business practices um, in in terms of potentially their, their, their workplace, you know, factories not being particularly nice to work in or whatever. Um, I think it's fair enough that they make these cheap copies of like classic stuff because the, because the legit companies won't do it. Do you know, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like if they were all doing it or whatever, that would be great. But it's like bearing a like kind of like, they're the ones who are giving the people what they want. So I can't, you know, I can't hate on that aspect of it too much. You mm. know? If Yamaha got their shit together and made one that was reasonably priced, more power to them. Yeah. You know, you may as well buy from Yamaha and know that it's legit and maybe they've got slightly better working practices in their factories and stuff. Yeah, well, maybe maybe it's it's sort of inspiring everyone, I say inspiring everyone, forcing everyone to uh, to find ways to make things cheaper. Um. Yes. I'm, mm, it's tricky. Which it, is probably good on... On balance for everybody. I don't know, man. It feels like it's should since really be this cheap is the question. Um, 
possibly not. Well, but we're, we're getting into a much broader argument there. What like, are you, you know, paying for if they're just as good? What are you paying for if you buy a really expensive one? Maybe it's not made in such awful conditions. Okay. And it's a very, it's a, you know, it's a real tricky issue. I mean, the thing is, <laughs> my position is I can't afford either the cheap or the expensive hardware. <laughs> so I'm going to use the virtual version. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you definitely haven't got uh, enough space. But this is no, Yam- certainly not for anything approaching the size of a CS18. This is Yamaha, though. You know, this isn't like some boutique. When have they made? When have they made last made a synth? I don't even. What do Yamaha yeah, even do now? It man? was ages ago, but it's a massive company. Yeah, they can go with their economy of scale. They can pump out a shitload of CS80s, flood the market because that's kind of what Behringer do. They make. Mm. It's not just that they make it for cheaper. Is they make a load of them and therefore the cheaper price ends up working. Mm. Whereas a lot of you big guys might just make a thousand and so they have to put a big price on it. Whereas if they themselves had made a hundred thousand, they would have been able to sell them for cheaper. Thing is, mate, CS80 with all of its polyphonic aftertouch is a real different prospect to like a, uh, a Boog which doesn't even have a keyboard. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not just in terms of the cost that that's going to uh, take, but also in the development of actually getting it to feel right. Because I think the reason why people like these Behringer clones is they feel authentic to the original kit. One thing you can't uh, fault Yamaha for is that I'm sure they'll be able to make a good keyboard because they make pianos. Uh, yeah, you'd think that they would be the dons of the keybeds, basically. Yeah, so they can at least get that covered. But uh, circuitry? I don't know. Well, you think it's just a case of trying to source parts that are as close as you can get as to what they were using back in the day, really. Well, okay, how about this? That's what Behringer will do, but Yamaha will try and evolve the CS80 and make it new and exciting. Oh, what they do at CS82? Or CS81. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, that could be another way out of it for them. That could be another strategy. Like, uh, someone wants to do the synth that we want to do. Mm. That will just get a hack load of lawyers. Okay, here's what's going to happen. They're going to bring it out for $190. Uh-huh. It's going to be a very flimsy piece of plastic with a Raspberry <laughs> Pi in it, running a, a, like a bit of a crap emulation they coded themselves. And they're going to call it Deckard's Pocket Rocket or something and have Sweet. a picture of a Blade Runner spinner on the front of it. I think we'd all buy that. Actually, oh, yeah. to answer your question, when did Yamaha last make a synth? Oh. They made the uh, reface stuff. The little ones? Oh, God, remind me. They're like as like 25 key versions of uh their old classics i don't even remember that what says like a dx7 basically. yeah there, there was a ds7 there was a cs and what is the cs like cs80 yeah what yeah little ones oh god i think it was a cs why would you want a freaking pokemon sized cs <clears throat> there was a yeah a I'm going to call it a 36 or so key version of the CS. CP, electric piano, DX, and uh, YC. YC, what is YC? I do not know. And are these are these things discontinued, are they? Um, they're still available. Oh, really? Yeah. But it's all, presumably it's all digital mm. under the hoods. Yeah, basically. I, th- I think the CS one was analogue. 
But it's a little CS. It's not exactly the spirit of the... Uh, no. It's not exactly the spirit of the CS. It doesn't bring it to mind aesthetically. <laughs> but they sounded good. I played with... Have I they think got I, polyphonic fucking aftertouch, though, bro? I think I played with the DX version of that, and it was really cool. Okay. Uh, not many keys, though. Yeah, and how on earth does the programming work? Oh, God, it is all just like the same buttons and stuff. Yeah. Well, because that, that makes a lot more sense because it's all digital and it's got a bit of a nice little screen there, which seemingly makes it slightly less of a pain in the bum. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's the last time they made stuff. I think they were maybe 2014, 2015 time. I don't have any recollection of those years. I would be massively let down if I was Yamaha and Behringer had just said that. Uh, but then again, I don't know. Maybe they do have the right to do it. Is the patent expired? I don't know how copyright works on freaking synthesizer design, mate. Yeah. Who knows? Are there, yeah. are there even patents involved with it? I'm not sure what about yeah, it. There is, patented. There, there is or was a patent on it. So Oh, okay. It's a thing. But yeah, I'd feel massively deflated. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's kind of a bullying tactic from Behringer, but I guess if they want to do it, they can do it. And as with all of this stuff, they end up basically bringing things to cheap for cheap to everyone and people in general kind of like that yeah i mean it depends how many units yamaha want to sell doesn't it yeah i'm I'm sure if they brought out let's say 500 units Mm, and charge through the roof they could sell those easily like 10 grand they could easily sell those yeah for the purists who really want the yamaha one there are going to be a few thousand people out there who would have the means to be able to pay astronomical price. But for if that. if you're doing the Behringer version mm. and it's like 360 quid, oh mate, they would they were either even Behringer couldn't do it for that cheap because there'd be so much stuff in there. Man. But they'd uh, they'd probably get a completely different section of people interested in it. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. How many more Vangelis knockoffs can you take, though, mate? I, I can even take the first Vangelis. I have to make a real concerted effort to try not to do Vangelis-y knockoff stuff in my own tunes. Because <laughs> it's so tempting, man. Alright Tim, I think that's enough for one fortnight. It's more than enough for a fortnight, mate. I'm about to do my victory dance. Uh, we will catch everybody next time. You better come back. You better come back for yeah, the next please, episode. Please, please come back. Oh, please, please come back. I'll change. We'll change, won't we, James? Yeah, we'll we'll do anything you want. We'll, <laughs> we'll pull silly faces. Yeah, I did thumbnails all, all up the wazoo, man. Yeah. Whatever, whatever I said, whatever I did, I didn't mean it, James. I just want you to listen to the next episode. You see, I find that I find that takes that song very interesting because you know clearly it's from the perspective of someone who's being insincere. You know, they're saying you know none of their words or actions mean anything. That's true. Do you know what I mean? That's true. It's got a bit more depth than your average pop song. They just just want you back. They exactly for good, for good. forever. It's pretty sinister, right? Yeah. Anyway, bearing that in mind, um, have a nice time while we're not around. Yeah, don't do anything we wouldn't do. That'll leave you a hell of a lot of leeway. 